0: Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined, as always, by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your alternate Monday? Oh yeah. What do we
1: got here? Is this Wednesday? I don't even know time. It's all
0: time's an illusion. It's it's Wednesday. But yes, the time is time is a blur. Um, let's uh, let's get this out of the way right here at the top. <laughs> um, okay. I've I've probably mentioned on the show once or twice, but it's my birthday later this month. I'm going to be forty. Uh, it's kind of a bummer though, <laughs> after a, a, a late night drunken chat with our buddy Trotsky, I'm feeling a little better about it. He's an eternal optimist right, right. and, uh, gave me a little, a little different perspective. But, um, this past weekend I have my, um, my brother and his family from Florida were in town right. and unbeknownst to me, they, along with my brother in Idaho and, uh, uh, the, the core contingent of, of you missing a couple mm-hmm. people, but, but a contingent of you guys from Bloomington all schemed along with my parents to uh, to surprise me on Saturday, uh, very early for my birthday. Yay! It was happy birthday it was, uh, surprise. It was, it was a big it was a big shock to walk out into the the back patio of my parents' farm up here and see a bunch of faces that I'm not used to seeing in this context. That, I, I can't um, imagine
1: what that would be like. I mean, I I tried to think about that on the way home, like. Walking out into my grandma and my sister and stuff and seeing, you know, all my friends there, that would be, it would it'd be a little bit of a struggle to, to Worlds Collide is what we kept using, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, my my, my brain was broken for a little bit, I had to buffer, <laughs> um, let the page load, but uh, yeah, we set up tents and played board games all afternoon, late into the night, and uh, uh, a little bit the next day, though uh, most of you had to head back down, it was Sunday, and then uh, and Fox flew out from... Yeah from yeah. maryland so that it was, was cool. that was a big deal and uh, i took him to the airport monday F- morning, fox but, made um, some
1: fantastic dinner as he usually does and
0: he yeah. did he did he made some some lamb chops and uh, potatoes we we, and, we give that guy uh,
1: heck all sorts of times and you know fox friend of the show is we, always on the thing he we give right. him all sorts of credit all the time but the dude can cook he knows when he's cooking for mm-hmm, people he's mm-hmm. gonna what he's gonna do and plans and makes his stuff and
0: yeah. yeah, elaborate. elaborate yeah. plans Same thing. And, um, Pete Had
1: breakfast the next morning and it was fantastic. Yeah,
0: our our buddy Pete who uh is also a you know super um you know into mm-hmm. cooking. I don't know how I wanted to say that. Um he made some biscuits and gravy that were pretty amazing. Pretty amazing? Yeah. Um it was it was weird like having my family here but we used to uh we used to do biscuits and gravy at home and then when we did Civil War reenacting we'd make them at camp and we'd just get from like, there's an Amish bulk food store in the next town, and they sell the gravy mixed. It's like a powder you pour into boiling water and stir it in a... Like, you have to do it just right, but it's still just pouring powder into boiling water. Yeah. Like, there's no other steps. And then you add meat to it. And then we'd have the Grand's, like, the Pillsbury Grand's biscuits that are in the tube. Yep, yep. And... We had that stuff all the time, and the thing I most remember about it is, like, you split the two biscuits, you put a gravy all over <laughs> it, and then just douse it in salt and pepper. <laughs> sure, yeah. And so when so when I'm sitting out there Sunday morning and my dad comes out and sits in the chair and he's got a plate, and I wait for him to, to take a, t- a few bites, and I lean over to him and I'm like, how about uh, compare this to the that biscuits and gravy we always made at camp? And it's, like, not even comparable. I would not have even imagined putting salt or pepper on that biscuits okay. and gravy because it was so they were perfect. they were, it's seasoned properly right yeah yeah we yeah. we we had uh um
1: how did you feel about now that you kind of the abstract thing of you had pete and you had fox in your parents kitchen for hours working in the kitchen isn't that weird that's you would you ever have it thought was... you'd have pete over at your house cooking in your house? Right? No,
0: no. I mean, the only the closest thing to this that we ever discussed was maybe in the window of time after I finished the house or when it was almost done uh, last fall, and before I sold it. Maybe you know, throwing a kind of party, and I and I mentioned it sort of as a joke, and I think you know, Fox is like, "Yeah, I'll fly out," and the you know, a couple of the rest of you were like, "Absolutely, we yeah, do that," yeah. and I'm like, "Okay, sure, yeah," and then you know, we, I don't know. Well, it was COVID, yep. right? It's and COVID, I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to throw a party during COVID, even if it is, you know, I mean, that was still last fall. We weren't even really close to yeah, right. coming out of it. And I was like, well, this is not going to happen. And then we sold it so fast after being done that it you didn't know, even have a chance for that. Right? It yeah. wasn't a thing. But yeah, it was definitely the, uh, I don't know if you remember that episode of Seinfeld, but the world's colliding. Yeah. Um, I mean, already uh, Sarah and David and Andrew all know most of Correct. You. Correct. I mean, yeah. Sarah knows a handful yeah. of people, but well, no, she's come down to to oh, folks. Yeah. yeah, she knows this. Yeah, and stuff. And so. Dave Andrews, so, so, yeah, company. multiple
1: times. Yeah, I, I, I will. Right. I will say, for my part, um it was the, not necessarily the worlds colliding, but it was definitely like, oh, these these things that I've heard and talked and had long discussions about for years are real things mm-hmm. so like not just imaginary things that are in <laughs> my mind like the right and it's the silliest little things uh like i mm. was actually pretty excited to see your um egg cooking thing the like bar, uh, grilling egg oh the, the grill. grill yeah the I, but we grill, t- we sure. talked about that mm. in one of the episodes earlier on for, for a long bit and you described it yeah, all yeah. and and talked about the pros and cons of it for one episode. And I just, and occasionally you'll talk about going back to that, that cooker. So stupid little things like that are imaginary things until I see them. Like, Oh, this is the thing. This is where he's cooking it. That's what he's talking about. Uh, the the dog kennels. I I remember when,
0: yeah, when, when Pete and Fox were getting set up or just carrying stuff in, Pete was like, Oh, I got to bring in this gravy. It's got to be refrigerated for tomorrow. and, Like, you know, is there anything, you know, mom or, or Sarah, somebody was like, is there any kitchen stuff that you you guys need? And Pete goes, well, I heard there are infinite eggs. (laughs) So, which is, you know, a sort of joke that I make because we have chickens Mm -hmm. here. There are always eggs whenever I want eggs. Like in the five, six years on and off that I've been living up here, I think only once have we even been close to like, mom took all the eggs to sell where like wherever she was selling them. And we were out, like, until somebody went out to the chicken building and brought in more. I'm like, right. there are just always eggs. Right. I've never bought eggs, but there are always <laughs> eggs. So, to me, I'm like, that's the same as there being an infinite amount of <laughs> right, eggs.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I, I got to see uh, the, the dogs. We talk about the dogs occasionally So like, in, mm-hmm, in the, mm-hmm. the business, I guess. Like, so, I got, that was very cool. Right. I, and and I was a, it, stupidly a little giddy about that. Like, I got to look over the fence, and there's the dogs. And I'm like, oh, there are the dogs that we always talked about. And the puppy barn, you've talked about that. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and and of course, the newest thing is I got to see the the camper. So, all, all these right. things that were just imaginary on-air discussions became real things. So, it was very fun, very cool, and, you know, uh, a great kind of, like you said, world's collide, happy time for happy 4th of July. And I'll yeah. say for all the the listeners out there, uh, happy birthday, Dennis! Early, I know it's in a couple of weeks, but uh, you know th- nice. they all they all surprise you too by saying you know they're they're with you. Uh, okay, so we had a couple times this week uh, didn't we? We got to play some games, and let's go through that really quick, um, and then we got to talk about our show that we actually had to we had to watch. Both of us had to watch
0: when we got back after all this was done. Yeah, yeah, and even though we rescheduled the recording, I kind of rushed to watch our movie. Uh, uh, Monday afternoon, which was a mistake. But as far as the games, I don't remember. I don't. I'm sure that I did, but the games that I most remember are the same games that we played last weekend when I was in town. Yep. Um. So we played War of Whispers again, yeah. and I had the same problem again. Where <laughs> That's my right. You did, right? Yeah. Most desirable country was everyone else's least desirable country. I was like, how does this happen twice in a row? Or <laughs> my number four is everyone's minus 1 how do, how does that happen and i think maybe there's something with like the the swapping is so discouraged like it's an easy thing to do but now your information is public and this is a you know <laughs> hidden information game and that's that's the rule like if you're the renegade in bang or if you're the werewolf in werewolf you want to stay hidden right mm-hmm. you don't want anybody to know you got to keep it a secret and so i i never do that and of course i came in last place yeah
1: I, I think both of those times when, when those listeners are what we we're talking about warp whispers, zone i think our last podcast we go into a little bit more so we won't yeah, talk too last much last week today. we we talked but, about it i don't but want the, to the uh I, dennis has hope i will say <laughs> i i felt both times that we played you were like you felt good about you were working so hard on your your goals for that thing or what you're what you wanted to happen at the end. And then when we come at that last bit, and at the last minute, you're like, okay, now you can change allegiances. I I, I still felt when it came to you and we that you had this like glimmer of hope, like, n- no, my, my team can pull it off. Right. And, and right. but everyone else abandoned
0: the ship. You know, you're, yeah, you're the only one that holds like, strong to your t- team. I don't, I don't know if I call it optimism, maybe just stubbornness, <laughs> but it's going uh, to make it work. Yeah. It, it, it made me, as we got toward the end, it made me kind of wish that the game was on board game arena or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. where i could i could play it more and get a better feel for how i'm like i feel like i'm slowly but it's going to take me a couple more games and i'm not going to get to play it for you know months now but okay. um yeah so we played that we also played canvas which is a game i own that's we the, talked about that one too the painting week, yeah. layering thing with the little uh, palettes used for coins did, did it feel any better um,
1: the second time you played it through
0: you know i i felt like I made some better decisions like I didn't um, I didn't make the first painting that I could. Right. I didn't make a painting when I had three cards for the first one. I waited until I had five because I'm like, you get more flexibility, more control. And I had, I think, two. Two paintings where I got four medals or ribbons and one painting where I only got three and I still wasn't even close to first. I was like, I did so well. How am I still so behind? But I think people pulled ahead with those gray uh per oh, yeah. Yeah, the ribbons. ribbons, which was which was kind of annoying and yeah um, you know, a little bit of one of those where like this seems like you should be able to do this, but if you know, if the cards just aren't available and you have a situation like you had the first time with you spend all your currency and then nobody picks in a way that lets you get any currency back, yeah. you just lose all of that um uh all that decision power. Yeah
1: yeah i i so I, don't I, know. I i jury's still out with me on that one but i uh i I, mm-hmm. I would play it again if people were were you know in the in the mood to play that game i sure it, it does the, the reason it's jury is out not for my experiences just because of the it seems very random there's there's like what you can get but mm-hmm. but i also maybe had a, a different experience so um it, it just doesn't feel like i can make a verdict on that that game even with a couple right. you know, things it, it may just take one of those you just play and um but right. it wouldn't be a thumbs down game. Like if you if you don't have Century Golem, and you're able to play that game or get that <laughs> game, I would say yeah, yeah, it's definitely. A thing. I mean, it's I pretty. still
0: I still like I still like the combination of like the game is pretty mm-hmm. and has has cool art, yep. Yep. but the but it's still like the mechanics are still mechanical. There's no they are still mechanical. Weird yeah. Subjective. Right. Right art stuff which i i appreciate
1: we, we, we also played uh we played a switch we had uh our buddy trotsky had a projector and we hooked up the switch to it and played mm-hmm. multiple controllers uh, something he really likes about the Switch is and several games mm-hmm. on the switches that they have they do have several games where you can have eight players playing at one time
0: yeah it's it's great for that part i mean even the i think the base game by itself you can do or the base system console by itself you can do some two-player games with a portable console with one portable console one copy of the game i mean you think back to when we were kids and you know game boy and stuff and like yeah you could play a game together if somebody had the thing where the game boys would all plug together and if everybody had the same game yeah and everybody had a game boy um but uh, and and, and yeah, since, some the, of these...
1: since the we or probably before nintendo has intentionally done things like um Kind of always had an eye to many more than just the two player couch
0: co-op type stuff. They Right, they, right. They've they've designed the the controller schemes. Like they started this with the yeah, Wii, right. right? The the remotes for the Wii mm-hmm. are are in two pieces, but the main one you can turn sideways and it becomes like a throwback uh yep. Nintendo controller with just the buttons and D pad. And of course the the Joy-Cons for the Switch continue that that tradition where Really, both sides become a sort of mini like joystick and four buttons controller. And so you get a couple of those. And now, you know, again, like you said, eight people could play this same game on one Switch. Well, and um, another thing, this is the advantage
1: time. that Nintendo does, because uh, without mincing too many words about it, Nintendo is the biggest seller of their games on their console, like, or Nintendo sells their console. Like The games they put out are the games everyone buys on if you buy if you buy a Nintendo system when they and Nintendo puts out a game, everyone that has the Nintendo system is going to buy the Nintendo games. I mean Mario, Mario sure. Kart, F Zero, things like that, right? And, and and they, because of that, they support lots of players. Right? They they build a system that has it. Right. They're they're you play Mario Kart, they make it where you can naturally mm-hmm. have four, five, six players sitting in the same room and playing it. As opposed to some mm-hmm. places that And I will say Sony's one of these and Microsoft probably too, is that, uh, you know, it's hard to even get couch co-op in some of their games, you know? Yeah,
0: the more time, I mean, in the early days, everybody was doing like the split screen and the split screen would get four players. And then it, depending on the game, it just got fewer and fewer um, to where, yeah, as you say, some don't even support Yeah, like like
1: Yeah, like Diablo, the the next Diablo coming out, right? Diablo Mm -hmm. 4. Uh, they're they're you know saying it's definitely coming on consoles. It's work. They they talk a lot about consoles and their their, their stuff, uh, but they've already said that it's not going to be couch co-op. Like that mm-hmm. that's Diablo three was couch co-op, and that's something I per- particularly loved about it. Sydney and I played. Yeah. Uh, but they're but like Blizzard is already saying. That they're not going to have couch co-op, which is, again, that's something Nintendo is pushing. So that's all this kind of thing to say is that we played a game that was like eight players this weekend. And and it's Mm -hmm. not, I don't think it's a Nintendo first party one even, I said that.
0: Yeah, it it felt like an indie game. Yeah, it's called
1: Killer Queen. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. a video game that uh, basically has, it's a team versus team. The boards are kind of loosely set up like a Smash Brothers uh, platforms type stuff. Uh, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm very generalistic here. Uh, so you can see that the 2D platforming idea of it where you're fighting each other. Um, and then you have a, a, a queen and everybody else are like worker bees. And there are mm-hmm. multiple ways to win. Uh, killing the bees, economic victories, a snail victory. There's just like different avenues to win. Uh, but right. it, it, it's it's definitely fighting two teams, fighting each other. This qu- Whoever plays the queen is super powerful. Everyone else are helpers mm-hmm. type stuff. Right. Um, and we played that one. Uh, I didn't care for it too much. And the only reason I didn't care for it too much was because, uh, like the other team figured out what they're doing or the the queen, I guess we could never get a queen that figured out what we were doing.
0: Yeah. I think that's what it was. Like we changed up players a little bit and it was so frantic on the screen. Like, I think I mostly understood what I was doing after the second or third match. And it was almost always a blowout and I couldn't figure out who was, who was the, the like power, power gamer on, on, which, on which side? Because we'd switch around. And then, the, and then our team would win all three in a row. Yeah. And, 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 and the the it simply
1: team. was, we, we talked about this afterwards, like the next day on my home is, it's just the queen. It's, when we would win, it yeah. would be Justin playing the queen. The queen dominates everything. Like if you have a solid queen... Uh, i think our buddy pete had said in this game if you have two queens that are of equal level then it's fun because everybody else can be doing whatever they want and change the things but but, sure, but you sure. cannot have off difference you can't have like a really good work like two really good workers and a, a b- terrible queen a big skill gap yeah
0: in, in the players because play the, the queens which makes queen sense and, wreck and we everyone. played it right yeah we played it really late in the evening you know there had been some alcohol yeah. and uh um, you know, most of us playing it for the first time. So I could see it balancing out, Um, you know, yeah, it's probably, you know, for the people who uh like get it and play it, you know, well, like organize that, like pick who is going to be the, the, the Queens and like match it up. I'm sure it's a great game, but for casual players, it, it lets them. And,
1: and, the and maybe it was also the fact that, I mean, it could work for casual players, it, but if we had, well, I'm just going to say adjusting. Justin was, mm-hmm. was not uh, imbibing things and um, ha- is good at video games in general and picked it up really quickly and picked the queen up first. And so you he he kind of immediately had, he was the one person that had that above everybody else and played the queen and kind of set the whole game off balance. That's not a knock on him. Right. It was great. The rest of us were not to, at, at that ramp up speed to catch up to him at that time when mm-hmm. you're playing whatever. So, yeah, I I, I think we give it a, a, a thumbs down because we had a very unbalanced experience. But right. if you did not have that, it would probably be pretty fun. I think it would be... And I think that's why Trotsky was recommending. So another one we played, real quick one, um, really dumb game called uh, WW. It's meant to be like WWE or WWF, depending on there. Uh, it's a wrestling card game.
0: Yeah, that... We were playing that while one of the movies were on. We watched both Monty Python, Monty Python yeah. and the Holy Grail and Office Space, oh, yeah. like, two of our, mm-hmm. like, uh, or at least for Trotsky, um, you know, all-time favorites. He has he has a selection of, like, 20 movies mm-hmm. downloaded onto his projector, and they're all, well, for us, they're exactly what you would expect. Yeah. Like Princess Bride, Ghostbusters, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, um and so yeah. we watched those two movies. And while we were playing that wrestling game, that movie was on. And I kept watching the movie and not paying attention to the game. Yeah. And the game also seemed like mostly nonsense. And so I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Give I, it my full I, attention.
1: I at won it, but not because I was skilled or because of anything that was done <laughs> or anything. Right. It's just it's just what it was. It. It has, it, it does have, a, it's heavily themed and everything it does is based around mm-hmm. the, the eighties or nineties, uh, eighties and nineties, uh, wrestling from WWF back then or WWE now. Uh, it's got all right. of it, you know, the, the, you play the heroes. It's based around a Royal rumble type thing experience. Uh, but the, it, when we read the thing and he bought it just for a, it plays like 10 people and it's just was a, a to be fun and, sure. and nonsense. Uh, it, it did end up having some strategy to it, and you're like, "Oh, this this is actually more to it than we thought." But it it was like, if it makes no sense, this has ten percent sense now, right? It it, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a a huge thing that we're like, "Oh, go out and and buy this game." If you're a fan of that, like I was with uh, back in the age, uh, it'll have a, a little special appeal to you. But the game game itself is complete nonsense. Like it yeah. it 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 is random with random thrown in and some more random stuff and then <laughs> and then and then it has some of the worst things i hate in all games which is the kingmaker built into it where where right. you everyone gangs up on somebody and then at the end even when they get eliminated they're like line. we're gonna pick who wins and like i hate that and like i said i won and i still did not like that so it has all the yeah. things that i should like and it did yeah I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say right and no.
0: and for me like i was never into wrestling Mm -hmm, either mm -hmm. doing it or watching it and so like beyond what i don't know hulk hogan right and uh is the is it randy savage Savage, the macho man like and those are just like ones that i've heard of and i know hulk hogan because he did tv commercials when i was a kid yeah and uh yeah so i had none of that though i do um you know as always sort of appreciate the large player count games yeah uh in the in the intervening days since uh you guys all went home i've had um david and his family are still here until tomorrow and um daniel my brother from idaho and his family are here and my sister jessica came down from uh she lives in michigan and she's been here in the evenings after work and so when we sit down to play a game it's like well what do we have that everybody if if everybody's sitting there we have 11 people if if <clears throat> and if a few people aren't there we're still at like 7 or 8 and i'm like well we're not going to pull out 7 wonders and the board game tables games that i have that are that are pretty light and you know kind of dice stuff like mountain goats or um sequoia even with their expansion still only go up to like 6 right and so I'm like, well, we can play Nomids, the little Pyramids mm-hmm. game that I talked about a few months ago, or uh, Six Nimit, right, which goes up to 10. Right. And I'm like, well, we'll, we'll play Six Nimit again. And I like it, but it's so much slower in person. And even for as much as I've played it, we played it last night, and I still was in last place. We just, sometimes the cards stack up, and you're like, well, we had we had a situation where three of the four rows were all over 90, and mostly full. Yeah. And so every everybody would just play, like, somebody randomly gets the lowest card, and they reset the row. And then the cards stack up, and randomly somebody takes the row again. It just depends on where their number fits in the stack of six numbers. And you might get the 55 that's worth seven points or you might get all purple cards. Right. So your row is, you know, your row is worth five points or your row is worth 17 points against you. It was just really, yeah. I I saw you
1: guys play, play that, uh, when we were there too. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't have the the brain power most of the time to play a, a six minute. That's why I usually sit sit out on those. So <laughs> not not yeah, that I don't. It's it, when we're together. I'm. It's I'm not best. In that headspace. Yeah.
0: It's it's best. Uh, I like it on Board Game Arena because you know again the website handles all the admin. It does all the math. It puts the cards in the right columns without somebody having to figure it out. Right. Um, yeah. Right. And it's a great like late night you know kind of drunk game because yeah there's. I think there is a way where you can do a lot of the math and make the optimal play every time, but when everybody is somewhat impaired, then it just becomes a kind of intuition slash luck uh, game with a high player count, which is, you know, sometimes what you want. You don't you don't want to have to pull out code names or something and do a party game, you know, not that, you know, code names is great. Yeah, but, exa- exactly. Exactly. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, so yeah that was that was the WWE game canvas killer queen uh, you played the vampire in the batwalk game i i saw
0: yeah vamp vamp, vamp on the batwalk <laughs> yeah i so the theme right. the theme of this game is a vampire fashion show and the the components are kind of nice and it's got a box that opens up into a a sort of fashion catwalk um with with uh, gradients like it climbs the numbers climb from 1 to 10 mm-hmm. and it's it's a trick taking game but it seems needlessly complex uh most of us didn't have a good time with this game but it, right tr- we we played that i, I could try to briefly ex- describe it um everybody has cards and the cards have suits there are i think as many suits as there are players right cuz you pick a character and then you have cards in your in your suit, and the suits are shown on the front and the back, and you hold your cards facing forward, right? So, um, it's like what we used to call Indian poker. I don't know if you're still supposed to call it that, but um, the more recent game, uh, Hanabi, which is uh, Japanese for fireworks, trying to put together a fireworks show, um, and everybody's cards are facing forward, so you see what everybody else has and you don't know what you have um, except you do know the suits because the suits are on the back and that seems simple enough right like if the cards are just numbers from one to five I can look around at everybody's cards and look for everybody who has a red card and I go okay well I see that you know they're not all out because that's that's usually key there's some cards that aren't out but I'm like okay well I see a four and a three and a two and a one There's a good chance I have the five. And so I'll play that. Except this game also had two symbols that were like a a star and something else. A brain or a heart or something weird. And one of those was like a trump card. It would beat all of the numbers. And then the other one was the opposite. Like any number would beat it. Unless they were both in the pot, then one modified the other, and we we people kept like looking at the rules, and then it would change between whether or not it has to be the same color. And unlike most trick t- trick taking games, you don't have to follow suit because everybody knows what all the suits are. So, um, it had the th- this thing where if you play the same number in a different suit, right? Like if a four, if a red four is out, and I play a blue four. Yeah now the trick is reset to you know where blue is leading and my cards winning and right. so then you're like looking and you're trying to count cards but the the trick um the trick hierarchy system was so complicated that we never could really figure out what was going on and then it ended up just coming down to luck right so yeah i don't know i think it it maybe could be fun with a couple of rules tweaks but uh, our experience was was not was not.
1: Yeah, ideal. We, we when we played it at the the alley bar, it was also like, well, we played that once, you know? <laughs> and, right. and, and then that 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 was as much of it, and we're like, yeah, 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 it's, it's not n- nothing that was worth even giving kind of a second look at. Uh, right. Uh, we had played. I mean, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. On on, on your We game.
0: also, I I know this isn't on the list, but we played Llama again. and <laughs> we did. Llama, and sure did an experiment where we played llama with like 10 or 11 players i, I don't know what the normal llama count is i assume that trotsky put two oh that's right we played it with more people
1: more than there yeah that's worth mentioning to,
0: to make that work and i think we did we talk about llama last week i think I we talked about it a couple it, weeks <laughs> with okay, yeah maybe, maybe it was a couple weeks ago because i only played it for the first time really last week right no go, i mean
1: we've talked about go, it go, a go. couple of
0: times like oh multiple i, see, I weeks, see. yeah because yeah. it, it, it's our thing it's, it's an it's uno sort thing. of yeah. game and then you have to you know it climbs and you want if if somebody throws out a four you want it to stay at fours until it gets around to you assuming you have a four and we had so many players that it went so fast that and and so many of the cards were out that it w- was not uncommon for a situation where like all the threes were out, and maybe one person had one, and they could sit on it. And the rest of us who have, you know, cards on on either side of the three, are like, okay, well now we're up to twos, but it's never going to get to my fours and fives because there are no threes left. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was also kind of broken. Yeah, but, in a bad but, way.
1: But I thought actually it it worked pretty well. That was my opinion. I I felt oh I felt that w- that we were all moving along pretty quickly. And, and
0: the game did move fast. That was, yeah. that was a plus.
1: And, and we, we, um we often find those things that you had mentioned, like in general, playing the game with normal people, like a normal amount of people. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so th- mm-hmm. those are kind of, I think those are, ha- yeah, that, makes that happens in
0: the normal game as it is. Um, maybe, maybe it's just a thing where I've not played it enough to, yeah, yeah. Have they, those
1: they, we, we will go around and like, we're not going past the force anymore. Like that just, it just, that actually does happen often or, or those other things that you had mentioned. I think it's just part of the game. So we, we,
0: you know, I've I've never thought about the, um. The like, game design of Uno, but I wonder if that's what if if some of that stuff is what happened with Uno. Like if they started with just numbers and then we're like, oh, we get to a point where it can't climb anymore because we people played all the fives and they're like, well, what if there's a card that makes it go backwards? Yeah, or that skips another player and all the things that are a little more aggressive about the mechanics of Uno. I wonder if. They had some problems with that, and that was their uh, solution. Yeah,
1: maybe the the it it was it was cool to see us play it with so many people and and it feel okay and not like some of those games when you just add more it's just not not great. But uh, right, right, so that that was definitely uh, pretty fun. and Worked out. I played Raiders of the North Sea, which is something we played on an apps before.
0: It's on the iPhone. Oh, yeah, I've never played that. It looked a little. It's great. It's a work replacement game. It, That's what it is. It looked a little bit. Champions of Midgard, but that might have just been theme.
1: Just theme, I think. Uh, I mean, okay. it, they're both they're both worker placement games. Um, sure, sure. But uh, this one this one works really well with the theme, um, and, and I think I may have talked about it more. But you can look it up. I think uh, uh, Raiders of the North Sea. It is a very fun game. We play it a, a couple of times uh, regularly with a couple of us on on our apps between because um, it's one of those ones that you can play it on uh, Steam or it's on Steam and it cross yeah. plays versus that in an iOS so and iOS apps. okay and it's a really it really works great on I play it on the iPad, um and mm-hmm. worth mm-hmm. it's worth the money type thing so it's it's very it's a very good game and very fun first time I'd ever played it in person a lot of most of us first time we played it in person and it was fun I we we this weekend was one of those times where you can you can always do the uh, appreciation for the setup of you know board game arena type stuff right especially when you play a yeah. board game like oh my gosh I. I don't have to do that stuff, but it all kind of comes back to you on how bad things aren't always bad things. Like you know, pick picking. Yes, you have to remember that you actually have to fill in all these things every turn. Um, but it's it's picking up the the parts, putting in the the cubes into the bucket. You know, it's that's kind of some just a sure. tactile thing that you do that's kind of neat. Um, and then when we were playing a game like Raiders of the North Sea, uh, you know, you can I can just better visually see the whole board and the pieces and everything there um to to know what's available to attack and how it it's just it's different right when you see a big pile yeah. of cubes as opposed to a thing that says four on it because there's four you know, instead of like
0: four cubes instead <laughs> right, of four right right uh, it's yeah. a, it's a little bit it reminds me of playing playing Dice Forge two weeks ago yes that right. it's i don't know which way i like better um I don't, you know, I'm not in love with rolling dice, mm-hmm. but the, the switching little plates out is kind of satisfying. But it's, you know, a more of a challenge than seeing your uh, uh, dice face just laid out in a grid where right. you can just glance at it and you can hover over the cards to see what they do. You don't have to, like, look it up in the book because you don't remember kind of things. But, yeah. you know, it's like pros and cons. Stage. Totally, totally. So, so that, that was kind of the same experience I had. With that
1: one, so that, I think that's most of our games we played this weekend. It was it was good. Uh, it's, you know, we, we talk about it. we don't get to together often enough, but it's is funny how we actually do. You know, we more than, more than we might think, because we'll we'll have the shows and we're like, hey, we we played these games together this weekend.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, we we played all the things together, and I also had the unique, strange experience of like random of my family members joining in on on certain games. We we played something with Becca sitting there, my youngest sister that I usually don't name. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, in at a table with you and Pat and
1: I think it was either I think it was llamas I think it was llamas is what we had probably yeah. that's where right. we had
0: the most players so. right
1: yeah yeah that, and and I think she also played um of course on the winning team for the the uh, queen game the killer queen game killer queen, yeah. yeah so I mean you, you put the two youngest people at the place on a on a <laughs> video game team and right surprise right. surprise they jump up and win it quickly. um yeah. yeah so that, that that was kind of kind of and, and you know it's different because seeing andrew and david play games with you as in us is not new so, <laughs> right as right, right. Things. um yeah. so cool that was a lot of our stuff this weekend let's um move into the thing we had we had to kind of why we might have moved this off in this week uh, and talk about our our movie this week what do you say sure <laughs>
0: So we watched the 1990, uh, I think this is a play. It was. It was, a, adapted it was a play to first, stage. Yeah. Uh, it's called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead. And I I know nothing about this. Like, I heard it name-dropped on uh, a podcast somewhere, and the name sounded funny to me. And I was like, oh, I should put this on our list when we did. I mean, I had it on my Sort of like I'd put a note in my phone because I was, you know, listening to podcasts while driving and it was just there on a list in the back somewhere. And I'm like, well, if we're if we're just picking random movies now from week to week to watch, I'll put it on here. And I read the description last week, but it's two minor characters from Hamlet uh, stumble around, unaware of their scripted lives and unable to deviate from them. Um, I had a struggle with this movie where I watched it Monday afternoon. And as I said, you guys came up Saturday. Yeah. So Saturday night and Sunday night, um, I was up late and also still woke up kind of early. Yeah. Just cause that, you know, the stuff going on, I couldn't really sleep. Um, and Monday morning I had to, uh, take Fox to the airport before work mm-hmm. and I didn't want to sleep through that. So all of that to say I was sleep deprived <laughs> Monday afternoon. And I sat and tried to watch this movie, and I could not keep my eyes open. Um, it's a lot of... It's a lot of wordplay, which mm-hmm. is a thing that I normally like, yeah. but requires a little bit of concentration. And then the wordplay will go into long, elaborate stage acting sequences with no dialogue, or with almost no dialogue. Yeah, And so it's like one to the other, and it's... um. It felt to me like Shakespeare fan fiction. That's a good description. Good description. Um, Because I can tell that they're making references to things. I've never seen Hamlet. Um, Oh, then this was an awful movie. For sure. (laughs) You know, I've I've seen some. I mean, at one point, I probably saw some version of Midsummer Night's Dream. I've seen several versions of Romeo and Juliet. Sure. um a couple versions of um what am i thinking of oh emma that's not that's later right. um that's a book um well well
1: this is what this is not what's the this one is i can't imagine this not right. being just terrible without knowing
0: hamlet and, and i'm not i mean i'm, I'm i know bits yeah. and pieces right i'm i'm gonna be 40 i've experienced shakespeare in various forms right uh i know the um original series star trek episode conscience of the king mm, sure with, uh with with a, a group of players doing you know hamlet stuff i know some of the uh some of the the speeches and the skull holding and all of that mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. um and so you know i could see where i'm like oh that's probably a reference that i would get if i knew a bunch of this material and maybe under normal circumstances you know with having had enough sleep and being able because they would do this little uh you know back and forth wordplay banter and it was entertaining to me but just not not enough to really hold my interest when i watched it yes uh all the and all, again a lot of that is all, all, a lot of that is my fault no all
1: all of that is true and, and it makes all sense uh Conversely, I, I've seen multiple versions of Hamlet. I have seen Hamlet okay. on on the on the stage, um, mm-hmm. and and that is not to say that I am some Shakespeare nerd or um, I enjoy all of those things because I am not those things. Um, I sure. have appreciation for them. I did take uh, a couple theater courses in college, um, and I know that when I watch, when I actually watched the, the, it on stage, I, it was for the class. Um, Mm -hmm. um, but then I've seen other, other things, uh, the movies, versions of it and things. Uh, So I, I'm not well-versed in Hamlet, but I have been exposed to it and I, and I've been exposed to it almost in a, um, you know, let's look deep, deep dive into what this is about type thing, which a lot of people who are Shakespeare nerds love to do. Um, Mm -hmm. and so Hamlet is all about existentialism. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, it's like, that's right. the whole to be or not to be type thing. You know, it's like, are, are we here? Who am I? What sanity type stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot more to Hamlet than that, but that's one of the most interesting things people, some people like about that. And that, sure. and so this, I love that you said fanfic because this is people who have watched Hamlet a hundred or read all Shakespeare things and, and Hamlet in particular, like 500 times. They are, they mm-hmm. are Star Wars nerds uh, super Star Wars nerds, and then you get a movie about that, right? This is this right. is a side movie that, um, for Star Wars nerds, by Star Wars nerds, you know, about Star Wars nerds type stuff. Um, yeah. and, but, but it's uh, substitute that with Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Guildenstern and Rosencrantz, quick little synopsis of that, are two characters that are in the play Hamlet. They are, right? They are, um, Hamlet's buddies from like college. Um, yes. If in in, in the past and they come here and they are summoned by, uh, there's Royal shenanigans happening and the, the Mm -hmm. the King person, uh, who's also part of this shenanigans calls in these, these friends, uh, to spy on him. Uh, And, and, and that's, that's really their extent in, in the, in the, the play They're They're occasionally, there mentioned in, in the play, uh, as they come around and come and go, but he never trusts them and they don't really say anything much. They don't do much. And he even Hamlet describes them as boring, not important. Um, and just like dumb, right? They're, 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 he never, they're nothing. They're total side characters. And so somebody sat down and said, Oh, I've read this book so many times. Um, I wonder, what's the life of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? What, what is, what is like sure. there from their perspective? What do we all look? So they made a whole movie about characters and side characters in a play story, whatever. Um, and, and you know, what's, what's it like from their perspective? What are they doing when nobody's all the sure. main actions over there type stuff. So you have these two characters that slip in and out of Shakespearean tongue when they're in the scenes mm-hmm. and when they're not in the scenes. Okay. Right? Because so, yeah, sure. they're talking kind of normal-ish uh, mm-hmm. w- when they're not in the scenes. When they jump in the scenes, all of a sudden you get super hard to understand Shakespearean prose. And you're like, oh, these... Because <laughs> right. right. as I've seen, since I know these scenes, I'm like, this is the scene when this happens. And the only times they're there in the scene. Right? So you, you mm-hmm. skip that. So Guildenstern and Rosencrantz are... They don't they don't know they're in the play. They don't know that their their lives are scripted. Right. That they're going to die. They right. kind of know... And they they're very suspicious of what's happening here, and they can't figure it out. Um, and they start, you know, thinking about their existence and do they know things before? And there's it's just a whole lot of talking about that stuff. And it's it's right. basically yet another time where we can discuss as a Hamlet nerds, uh, to be or not to be. And, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's like, oh my god, you guys didn't beat this to death with Hamlet. Now you're going to beat it to death with this one. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and and I had to. I was very not liking this show for the first hour. And then, sure. and then I, t- I had to take a break because I was falling asleep. I was losing interest. They were drone- <laughs> droning on. Um, right. and, and then I came back to it with a different mindset of, okay, again, this isn't for me. This is for those people that are like this and I should appreciate it for that. Right. And, mm. and I can, and it was better. It made it better, better for me. To see this is a this is a piece of work that's not for me. It's for people like that, and I'm glad I'm glad that it exists. And I can see how someone uh, put it on a list that, that that you had run across, right?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if it was even a list. It was probably just some other movie podcast where they're like, "Hey, we're watching this and this, and this character is here." And it's almost like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern when they they don't know that they're in a play.
1: Though. Yeah. So 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 if somebody watched it, I can see how like they would have wanted to watch it. Or like, oh, this is interesting because I like, I know Hamlet or I was into Hamlet or something, you know.
0: Yeah. I, I asked Sarah about it because she um, has an English degree. And she said, yeah, I watched it in college as part of a class. Yeah.
1: If you've ever been in a play and you've pl- ever been a side character, which I think most people in the world are side characters before they ever get any kind of lead speaking roles or whatever. And, right. and you're made to, as an actor to think, you know, what's your motivation for being the photographer in the scene? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you you do that, and you act, and you pantomime, and stuff like that. Sometimes you think about what's this guy doing? What did he have for? Lunch? You know, it's that kind of thing. And then they made a whole movie out right. of
0: that. Right, uh, right. So, did you? Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Oklahoma? Yes. The yes, state, The Rogers and Hammerstein. Yeah. Um. So I was in that. What would it have been? I think while I was in college, it was community theater, not not as part of the school. I didn't do the um, the school. Drama club at my college. Mm-hmm. I did do choir though, and we did a play, but we weren't the theater proper. Anyway, uh, Oklahoma. If you remember the show, there's a sequence where they are auctioning box lunches. That's all really. Yeah, specific.
1: that's about, okay. It's it's been a while. Ninety two
0: was m- m- when this. I went and saw it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there, like basically, I was in the chorus, but there's a sequence where. It's like a, I don't know, it's like those things where they auction people off. Not, I don't mean slavery, I mean like charity auction where they're going to auction off, you know, a bunch of single men and husbands and whatever to help do chores or whatever. It's kind of odd, but a weird little thing. In the show, they're auctioning these, they call them box lunches, but they're, I guess what we would call lunch boxes or picnic baskets, and they're all made by the women of the town and the, the main uh, female protagonist. I want to say Lori, but that's the guy's name. The main guy. I don't remember. Anyway, they're doing this auction and it comes to a conflict between the guy and the, the lead guy and the villain guy. Right. And they're, yep. yep. The, the, the bidding goes too high, but my line in that sequence was to bid two bits. Which is twenty five cents. Oh yeah, right, yeah, right. If you if you break a dollar into eight, good get bits. Um, and I would bid two bits, and they'd go around, and they'd they'd come back to me if I would go higher than two bits. And no, it was too it was too much. Like I was that was it. That was and so I was that guy. And when we'd go to like cast parties or whatever, they're like, "What was this guy like? Like how broke was he that he couldn't spend more than twenty five cents on his lunch?" Kind of you know, you're right, kind of thing. It, yeah and that i just thought of that when ma- makes you
1: think of those those
0: side character type things yeah exactly yeah
1: so so i would i would say this is a very niche movie and and, and i i went ahead and you know after i'd had appreciate had a little bit of that appreciation for it in me i went and saw what what do what do uh hamlet people think of this movie maybe, you know maybe maybe they're like it's like going sure. to star wars people and, and asking them reading reviews about what they think of episode five right Um, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I wanted, I wanted to hear that. And and even them though, I think them though, even (laughs) a lot of those reviews though, uh, weren't all rosy about it. Like, like, like they were rosy about the the play, but it it, it kind of fell right into along with that kind of thing. It's like, Oh, we're, we're theater people anyway. And we love theater things and we hate movies. And this was already a theater. Why make it, why make it into a movie? And it was terrible as a movie. So, So I kind of got that. Oh, you guys are double down, double downing on how, on not making people like this, right? The thing you like. You, you really don't want people to like what you like type stuff. Um, so, so it doesn't have the greatest kind of even in, in, you know, fans' reviews, even. So, yeah,
0: I think, I mean, I think for a long time there was that kind of not really stigma, but like this, this gap between, uh, like theater and, and film adaptations of theater. Uh, once you, I guess, once you get out of, you know, some of the Rodgers and Hammerstein stuff that I think was really both. I don't. I mean, I guess I don't really know, but yeah, uh, I think a lot of those were like it was a movie and a stage show. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I have no idea, yeah. honestly.
1: So anyway, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily again recommend this one much at all, with the caveat if you are a fan of Hamlet, like a big fan of Hamlet. If you're a big fan of Hamlet, you would, because mm-hmm. I did, I did have a couple of scenes. Where having a different perspective of maybe you know what's going on or no knowing these guys are going to die, it's in the title, right? They're going to die, and and right. and, and that they're the main characters, and so is one of those things. Also, uh, another part of this one, we can kind of close it with this one is a big thing about Hamlet is it, it's been said a lot of times the play within a play, um, mm-hmm. and when we talk about when people talk about you know Shakespeare's influence on modern c- cinema and things like that, and a lot of times in uh, theater classes and Shakespeare classes, this is one of those ones they'll point out of, oh, there's been a lot of things when you talk about breaking the fourth wall or a, a, mm-hmm. a movie inside of a movie type stuff. That's all Shakespeare things in Hamlet because Hamlet had a play within a play. And right. and that's a big kind of part. The The actors and the play company is a big part of Hamlet. And, they're, and they are, as people did in Shakespeare times, putting on plays of what's actually happening in the political world. Uh, and so when, sure. when they put on these, it's just one of those mind bender things that people love about Hamlet is that they're they These play people come in and tell the story that you're actually listening to and reading about and the Kings nose and they're saying the things. So it's the play within the play of what's happening.
0: Oh yeah. The, the Richard Dreyfuss. Character.
1: Right. So, so here, uh, you know, it's another big, you know, Hey, I love you. Hamlet people. when, when, this is a play of a play
0: about a within play, a play about some guys who are in a play. who
1: are in a I play, think. yeah. So
0: it's very, yeah, it's a little, I don't know if self indulgent indulgent is the, that right, is word. the right word. <laughs> did <laughs> you right. spot uh, um, did you spot the actor who who's playing Hamlet, uh, Ian Glenn? Yes, yeah, he's been in several things, you remember? Yeah, him from uh, he was, he was in Downton Abbey, but more recently in um, Game of Thrones.
1: Yes. Yeah. He, he's been in a couple of things I've, that I've, and I've yeah. seen him in. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and the, the actual Hamlet actor parts, you know, were, were pretty cool too. They were like, you were watching an actual Hamlet play. So that I'm sure the Hamlet people were, were happy with, with that thing as well. For sure. Um, sure. and so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's all of, it's all Shakespeare and Hamlet taken to the nth degree, <laughs> uh, from those things. Um, great crazy enough. Uh okay, so yeah. let's move to next week. I think uh it's my it's my, ter- my turn, right? Yeah. 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 Uh well, I got I'm going to go 180 on this like I usually do. Um, it's summertime. I love my summer sci-fi stuff. So let's watch uh Tom Cruise's Oblivion. Uh this is a movie in the future when Earth has been uh like destroyed. Nobody lives there earth got used earth up. got used up um and there are some... is he
0: in a time loop in this one say again is he in a time loop where he dies and he, he no no but yeah that's
1: again. fair that's a fair thing to say uh, I, <laughs> I don't remember all the specifics but i do know the setup at the beginning is something like the earth got all used up and um now there are people who there are uh I can't remember if there's big machines that are either harvesting resources on earth or they're trying to fix earth. I can't remember quite what it is, but there's these mm-hmm. machines, these gigantic uh, world machines that a couple people maintain and that's their job. And I see. And so you don't know a whole lot about the world or what happened or anything else. You just kind of know that that very basic stuff. And then the movie starts with just these two people that are like kind of on earth doing this thing. Um, mm. and, and, y- that's, that's what it's back. So it, it becomes, it's, it's a sci-fi futuristic kind of a mystery ish type thing. Um, and, and I, I remember enjoying it. It's got some action, but it's definitely not centered around that. It's got some, some thoughts about self and what sci- a good sci-fi kind of has to happen, but I don't remember a whole lot. So I'm hoping that it'll, it'll like uh ring, you know, come back to me and and be it'd be a positive experience that like i i do you know a lot of these movies on there i have these feelings that i liked them right Mm -hmm. but but i i love i I always go back to our highlander thing is that i want to i want to go back and reconfirm or deny those those feelings (laughs) associated with things so that's the feeling i get with oblivion we'll see if that actually is what it is you know Um, right Yeah. cool cool we got, I mean, I'm looking at our list. We've got a lot, guys, listeners, for to, to listen through <laughs> our thing. I don't know if we... Our, are these Google posted list. anywhere? Yeah. Are, are, have we posted these on our site yet? These? No, no. That's still on my list of things we, we, to do. Yeah, we, we should get that because these are, are some pretty fun and exciting things we, we have. I'm looking forward to, like, Dinner with Schmucks at World's End, you know. I haven't seen Joe Volcano mm-hmm. forever. Uh, what, right. what Dreams May Come, Aliens, Legends of the Fall. So many cool things on here that... It's so, it's, I look at this list and there's, there's at least, I don't know, 60 things on there uh, and they weren't on our hundred list. So mm. that's, that's, a, that's saying a lot, which means that if our list of top 100 matched up with their list of the posters list of top 100, these are all below, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, I mean, most of mine are just movies that I heard of that sounded interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. So, some, some of them are, are pretty cool. Right. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. So what else we got here today? Um, I had, um, watched a couple things I was going to talk to you about, uh-huh. uh, one, of, and I just kind of want to touch one. one is called the tomorrow war. It's a kind of, it was supposed to be a big sci-fi, uh, Hollywood summer blockbuster this year. Um, okay. it's got, sounds familiar. it's got, um, uh, star Lord now nice. Peter Quill. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Chris Pratt, action guy, leading man. He's become a a, a solid leading man, action hero, right? Yep. yep. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so this is an action hero tomorrow thing. Premise is that uh, the earth in 30 years is going to get invaded by aliens. These ravenous alien things. Uh, Humankind Mm -hmm. is on the brink of of dying and has uh, sent a contingent of people back 30 years to recruit people from the past to come into the future to fight. Okay. okay. Sure. Sounds like a great setup. Um, mm-hmm. And for the there's parts of it that are good. This is on Amazon now, by the way. You can watch it on Amazon. So it, it was. Okay. I don't think it was released in theaters. They decided to put it on Amazon as a an exclusive. Sure. Sure. Uh, so anyone can go who has an Amazon Prime thing can go watch it for free. Uh, it, it 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 still it does have it connects on a couple of those levels where. Um, I don't know there's a spoiler bill. I don't want to do too much about spoilers here, but, uh, they, they, you know, people, they have to go back and get have to kind of like have died. Right. They're, 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 they'll die within the next 30 years.
0: So, okay. So it's not a, it's not a bill and Ted situation,
1: right? Except it is. <laughs> I mean, cause so, okay. so they, they, they do a couple things where they're like, oh, this is, this is why, you know, where we will make a reason for it. And then, Everything else about the movie makes no time sense whatsoever. I mean, we've watched Star Trek enough to know that time is a tricky thing, right? Right. Anytime you deal with time, it's tricky. Or the Avengers or anything yeah. like this. This just is absurd with its time stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like, oh, well, what about this? And I'm like that, that would make no sense. But they're like, don't, don't worry about it. Don't think, don't think about it. And it's not like they're, they're doing some flashy stuff to take your mind off of the, the absurdity of it. They spend long talky times about stuff and you're like, none of this matters. For example, he sees somebody that he cares about in the future that's in the past. Right. And mm-hmm. he's worried about this person and how they're going to, you know, after he goes back to the past, because they do, you know, if they're, they survive, they'll go back to the past and live their lives out. and like, he's worried about mm-hmm. this person surviving in the future. I'm like, what does any of this matter if he goes back to the past and just changes the just doesn't do that right mm. and like he can just go to the past and change the past it's not that hard and and all of that whole thing it just doesn't make sense because if you're taking people from the past why don't you just go to the past and change it
0: <laughs> sure right yeah, it, it just, yeah it's, it's just fundamentally you, flawed that's that's the problem a lot of people have with time travel in fiction is that if you don't clearly define the model, like if you don't clearly define the rules, the parameters for what you can and can't, that's a, that's a thing that doctor who mostly does, but every once in a while breaks their own rules, which is kind of a fun, like if you do it sparingly it can be great. And if yeah. you do it a lot, your show is pointless and people hate it. Yeah. Um, where they're like, yes, he's traveling through time, but once he gets there, he can't move around. Like, if they screw something up, he can't go back five minutes and, and fix it. Like he's there and, and that's it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this, this just had no rules. Like th- when I, when I was yeah. saying that, that little bit about the, the, you must die type thing. It's like, they kind of made a little nod of a chance of like, well, maybe we should consider a reason. And then they're like, that's good enough. We're not going to consider any other things at mm. all. And and then it just became heavily dialogue centered then mixed with like over the top action things, which some of the action things were pretty cool, but I can I can I can boil the the action down to this statement: Have you ever watched a movie where you're like, is that cl- is that gun he's shooting have endless ammo because he's ne- mm. he's shot for the last ten minutes nonstop without letting go of the trigger
0: and is still sure. shooting like like and- some of the action in Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, where just, oh. they're just like the guy is shooting a shotgun, a pump action shotgun, and he just keeps shooting it. You never see him load it, but he shoots it at least twenty five times. Right,
1: and and you know what? You can suspend disbelief and say, "Oh, don't worry about it." If he shoots it like four times, but right if he's just mowing down, you know, l- waves of zombie, you know, with shooting it for the next ten minutes, you're like, what? what what's going on here? Right. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, speaking of shotguns, another thing that I could not get out of my head is that one guy who's supposed to be a total badass guy decides he's going to have a shotgun for his main weapon. When it starts off, it's his weapon specialty and it's got a scope on it. This is a shotgun that has birdshot that shoots like 10 feet in front of you. That's as far as it goes. And he's got a scope on it. Like sure that this describes this kind of movie. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Lowbrow at, at the best. Uh, it, it, it is definitely someone who's like, it feels like I don't know, we get black for it. like they're 20 years old out of college or screenwriters at 22 years old and they're super excited to make a sci-fi movie and they write this. Uh, cool. This is, this is good. You should cut your teeth on this, but you know, getting Chris Pratt in it and a huge, who's the guy that plays J Jonah Jameson? Uh, he's in a million other things too.
0: G K Simmons, J K Simmons. Simmons
1: yeah j k he's in this like and great, but he, again he's wasted on terrible stuff mm. and he, that dude is cut like you should look at do a google of this dude pictures of him. He is a built like ninety year old how ro- old he is wow. wow he is he is r- like a bodybuilder um hmm. so yeah and and Chris Pratt does great chris Pratt. he is you know being a superhero leading action man with terrible lines in a terrible movie with terrible writing and terrible directing. So, you know, you, you can only do so much, you know, do a thing. Right. Okay. Right. Moving on that one. I, I watched a, I watched a Gundam Hathaway on Netflix. Uh, I know you don't like watch a lot of Gundam. Uh, I watched all of it. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, I, so I, I have I've, questions. I've never watched any Gundam.
0: Oh, did we talk about
1: this? We did. Like, we talked about like, cause I started ago? watching, okay. I watched half of
0: it. So I forget, I forget what, Converse, especially since you guys were all just here yeah. like what conversations happen in real life or what were right like, right uh, podcast so, so
1: i watched i finished watching half the show i mentioned it like a week or two ago that i started uh-huh. watching this mm-hmm. gundam thing i it piqued my interest and i won't go into the show uh but i had watched half of it and i liked the animation i love the art of it right um and then um i watched the rest of it and i, I figured oh this will all make sense because animate makes no sense when you're first watching it and then watch the whole darn thing and you maybe it all come together right none of this made sense whatsoever it was kind of pointless i had to go online okay. to just figure out what was happening with it and mm. what it's about and come to find out that this is a full-length movie like two hours and it's okay. and it's just a manga
0: like mobile suit mobile suit gundam hathaway and this is new this is it's new this year yeah so it's a movie it's an hour and a half okay i guess
1: i'm kind of think the question. I'm, Kind of getting at it, to ask you, Irish because you have experience more you, experience with this than you, I do. Are you maybe
0: miss missing some context?
1: Well, yes, but how how is it? That, do animes animes anime often put out full feature length movies that are just
0: an episode? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean by just an episode, but I'll say that for the most part. And how do I differentiate these two? Okay. Movies that are uh, an independent IP. Yeah. Right? Like Studio uh, Ghibli movies. Yeah, yeah. Those seem to be standalone stories. Sure. And I love those. I watch those. Those are great. Most any movie should be a standalone story. I think there are obvious exceptions. Like we watched uh, just the first of the three. Maybe there are going to be four. uh, Reboot even Evangelion movies yes right
1: M- maybe that are, maybe that's more what i'm talking about not necessarily which like are
0: sort movies, of yeah. which are sort of maybe this is what you mean the the new Evangelion movies are really like very long episodes and uh because it's because it's this one story but those are like reboots retelling of the original show which was about 24 half hour episodes so the first movie yeah. gives you like the first, like almost shot for shot, the first six ish
1: episodes. So, so give me, give Um, me, give me a, give me a series that you watch or that you like, that you enjoy or have enjoyed a a full series. that's maybe multiple
0: seasons. Okay. Um, a lot of the shows that I've seen, unfortunately only have one season, but like Cowboy Bebop, is that one that you might've liked? And, and, and sometimes Cowboy Bebop is still on my list of shows to watch. Um, it's a little, it's hard for me to, get really engrossed in because it's fairly old now and the style is is very different we should maybe watch it sometimes sometime for the podcast because yeah. that'll always get me to uh stick with something that i would otherwise lose interest in <laughs> um let's see there is a series called um love is war okay uh it's it's subtitled for one of the characters which is kaguya sama who is named after the Princess Kaguya and, and
1: about how many episodes is this tale. season?
0: Just ballpark it. Uh, I want to say they're probably like twelve, thirteen episodes. Okay, cool, seasons. cool.
1: That, that's right. So now, I'm I'm trying to with that framework take okay. episode four and make a two-hour movie about just episode four. Like, hmm. you know, y- you see what I'm saying? There, it's like,
0: yeah, and, and you don't yeah. and you don't
1: learn anything more about three or five. It's just episode four, and episode four, like in the series you're watching, I'm assuming I can only assume that episode four in the series you're watching doesn't actually like have a beginning, middle, and end. It's just kind of it's furthering whatever sto- large story you're telling.
0: Yeah, I mean, I picked a bad example for the point you're trying to make okay. because um, uh, uh, "Love Is War" is a story about high schoolers who on who are on the student council at a high school at a prestigious. High school, and uh, the girl there's a guy and a girl, and there are, are another guy and girl who are who are supporting characters, but the main characters are both in love with each other, but keeping it hidden on the premise that uh, whoever confesses their feelings first is subordinate in the relationship. Uh, okay forever going forward like whoever confesses first loses that that it's, sucks <laughs> it's dumb and ridiculous and there is an outrageous narrator who will just describe whatever's happening but the episodes um go along and this is a an adaptation from a manga that i've only read a little bit of but um the episodes are usually split into two stories like before and after the ad break yeah that are little vignettes like it's the same character and like the same characters and here, uh, you know, she wants him to ask for some of her lunch, but she's not going to offer it because that and like it goes into these inner inner monologues where they're both talking. It's a great show, um, but it does like because the episodes are even more episodic. You know, it's like two episodes oh, in. Oh, oh I see you It was a,
1: it's different than okay. I guess.
0: In in one episode, they do sort of stand alone, but I could see. So to to your point, if I didn't know anything about this world and these characters, if I was just dropped in in one story and, you know, maybe they introduced the characters a little bit at the beginning, but I have no context for what's going on. Like, this show the Love is War has so much narration that they would just explain it all. Yeah. Um But I could see in a show like Violet Evergarden, which the series as a whole is this way, but if you just took one episode in isolation, you would be even more confused. Or like, that's how it felt. Girl, why does (laughs) why does she have robot arms? Like, you know, and and why is she talking about
1: this thing that doesn't matter? And then it doesn't go anywhere at the end. And so, so that's kind of how what I got out of this thing. I enjoyed. It made me a little sad because I enjoyed the animation and uh, Mm. kind of what the characters were, kind of interesting. Um, but, sure. but just like you would have Viol- ever got episode, like it's kind of interesting and kind of maybe peaks my interest, but it was two hours of that. And, mm-hmm. and it was it, I, the long and short of it is that it starts with this airplane thing with some cabinet ministers and, uh, gets a terrorist attack type thing happens to them and there's a fight and they make it off. And then one guy and a girl and a, like a general or do a lot of talking with each other. And one guy is kind of angsty about the terrorist stuff. You find out that he is is the actual leader of the terrorist organization. Um okay, sure, But sure. he's also the protagonist. Um, hmm. And then, uh, and then he goes
0: off. And I mean, it depends. I mean, depending on your perspective, the the rebels in Star Wars could be no,
1: terrorists. no, for sure. That's that's kind of the. <laughs> I think that's the big picture they're doing out here. The
0: sort of thing right? they're going uh, for. And, but and then... but they start out with this like meeting where you're like, oh, these are our people and they're worried about terrorists and we yeah know, yeah. Terrorists and, and and bad, is, yeah and this is yeah and they, what if this group of people are yeah. worse it's
1: a little bit more complicated than that because these are like a splinter cell that he doesn't approve of type I thing. See, but I but, but anyway sure. the, the 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 kind of the long short of it there is that uh, when when he's he's kind of under a different guy's different personality and no one knows that he's actually this bad guy or rebel leader type person and and uh, so he's in his normal thing but he uh his people run a mission when he's not like involved. So the Gundams come in and stuff and one of them gets captured. And then the last act, I would say I'm an air quoting act here is that they go and save that guy. Um, But none of it, it's definitely like in the middle because I'm like, who is this guy? Why is there, why is there a rebellion? Why is there, you know, why was he there on the And the whole thing is a setup that this guy leader of this resistant organization just wants to kind of be in a, in a room with his enemies for a little while and just kind of give him a last chance of seeing them before he goes on to whatever mission he's going to do against them in the future and that's two hours of this of him just kind of being there and seeing the ministers and a a thing and then going away like this is Mm. definitely an episode in the middle that's all this should have been but you've got a whole movie and i'm like now now all of a sudden i felt a little bit of uh, fatigue, because I'm like, oh, if this is just like a little bitty bit of a sh- series, all of Gundam has got to be terribly forever,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Like, I don't, I don't want to go watch the six movies before this and the the four that are going to come after that, and then all of the sure. series is just I mean, just for right. long winded yep. conversation. Um, and and that that was a big turnoff on me, so I was very disappointed in that thing. I kind of wanted to go watch Gundam stuff, mm. but I think as you had mentioned, Gundam is. So much, you know,
0: Um, I mean, that's that's really all I know about is that there are a lot of series and that people in the fandom maybe argue about which ones are better, uh, but it's that it's been going for a long time and that they have these mech suit, maybe like a um, Voltron kind of thing, though I've never seen Voltron-ish type thing.
1: Yeah, but the mobile suits And, and that is they are in it for a scene or two fairly short ish. Relatively, mm-hmm. uh, most of it is just this, you know, very typically anime know, kind of angsty stuff going on with characters that are really eclectic and and weird. And that's not I'm not that's not a put down. It's just that uh, it goes nowhere, right? It, right? it it doesn't start anywhere and it doesn't end anywhere. It's just it's just there. Um, there's there's no growth or or change or anything that really happens that matters at all for anything. This is mm. just a middle episode, so that you can kind of get to know maybe the world a little bit, maybe. Uh, but mm. it's a two-hour thing. It says Gundam Hathaway. It should it, it. I my my suggestion to you, anime creators out there, is put like Gundam one, episode four hundred six or point Gundam two series one or you know something, sure, sure. so that people who want to either jump on or know a thing. If you're in comic books, you says X Men number twenty three. I realize that there are 23 before this or 22
0: before this. Yeah. Right. I I mean, we, we definitely see that in movies, right? Like if you don't already know how the heck do you figure out what order the, the Abrams Calvin verse Star Trek movies go or, or the old ones. Right. Right. right, right, That's fair. That's a fair thing. The original series ones had numbers, but from generations on, they're just names and you're like, that's well said. That's I agree. Do These go in order. Like, do we, am I supposed to understand who, you know, that, that, I you happens. know, I didn't
1: even think about that, Tell, because I'm always against putting I had been always against putting numbers. So like that just dates it, makes it where you have to have a thing. But I, I get that yeah. now, especially with <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know. I take it back. Movies are a little different because there are like four of them. If you're if you're making a, an entry into a Gundam series that is specifically not a self-contained thing, is only part of a whole. Yeah, right.
0: And I don't know if there's if there's another a series that this story is part of
1: it is um, i went and looked and there's like oh it's after the Charon war if you watched G- gundam unicorn one and two then this happens after that i'm like oh, oh
0: like new new kind of stuff i mean that's that's what i started to say when you asked about anime movies i'll i'll say that for the most part and the evangelion movies we saw being an exception um movies that are in the same ip with a tv show
1: okay
0: um or an anime series. Yeah. Are usually I don't and I don't even know usually. I could be wrong. But the ones that I've usually seen like um last year the Demon Slayer movie came out like it came to the US eventually um and was in theaters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um that is that is a story that comes at the end of that first season of that series. And I don't know if when they come back for a second season, if the story will continue from there, um, where the movie is kind of a chapter in the middle of it. But it's definitely um, that thing. And I think it just has a subtitle, Mugen Train. Um, and And if you... I think if you've never seen the series, you're probably gonna be lost if you try to watch that movie i don't know i watched it with um sarah and andrew and becca and we had all seen the series so we knew all the characters and all that but i think i think that maybe is just a thing that they do the star trek movies are that way except for the new ones um and we don't do it too often right like the the old classic batman movie maybe um I feel like there have got to be other examples more recently, but it seems to happen with anime uh, more often.
1: Yeah, that, that, that they and it's not bad. I, and, and this I did. Like I said when I mentioned that this was a manga type thing. It's it's that that uh, you know it's it, the manga was a supplemental book to the Gundam series, right? It, right. I actually good example. It's like if you read you don't read the main Harry Potter books, but you read the um, thing that Neville did on the side. Right, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those, but not even that. It's actually one middle part of the of the Neville series, whatever. But yeah,
0: it sounds like this experience sounds similar to the uh, the movie *Rosenkrantz and Guild yeah, like Yeah, yeah. So okay, this is that's cool, where I but came it's it, with it, this. I'm I'm clearly not the target audience.
1: Yeah, and, and I I wish that um, it, it was a little disappointment because I, I enjoyed the thing, and it's a Netflix series, and sometimes the net the made for Netflix type things uh can take American audiences in. In uh, or Western audiences in mind, right? There's, sure. there, there's, there's, there's definitely. We've talked about this before. Anime that are clearly Japanese, you know, in in mm-hmm. spirit, and then there are other ones that are, and, and those are great, uh, but separate than some. Right. Some of them, like, um, I would say the League of Legends one that takes Western mm-hmm. people into account, or Castlevania right. even. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I was a little. Uh, disappointed to, to not see to, to not find that one but it doesn't mean that i, yeah. I all the gun and things i won't like i just i just need a i mean we've, a primer or when, an organization. And we've said
0: several times that um the longer a franchise or an ip goes the trickier it can be to figure out how to bring people new people in right because yeah. like to the people who have you know or diehards who've watched every series or who've been watching it for the last 20 years or whatever they don't want you to re-explain Everything. It's like those CW uh Flash and Arrow series where you're like, we know who Flash is. Please stop explaining it at the top of the episode. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. Uh
1: I, I, I do believe that yeah, I yeah. I wish that anime could group itself better. Um besides just sure. besides just anime. That that is that is not enough for an entire genre. <laughs> especially one yeah. this large to to do it. And then with, within the series themselves can go a long way to getting themselves uh even violet evergarden is out- a perfect example you know you there's just things that you should group them properly when i go when yeah. i when i go when to netflix get- i should be able to click gundam right mm-hmm. and and then mobile suit gundam and then it shows me the things in order of mobile suit gundam, or some way to sort them or some way to a viewing order yeah. uh to, i i actually have the marvel u uh, the marvel u app for the marvel universe type thing and, and i can watch I can click on what's called reading lists and I I Mm -hmm. see like the King in Black, which I can talk one of these weeks about. And it will show me all, it it pulls together all of the comic books that are relevant to this storyline and puts them in order. Right. Right. So I can go, oh, now I'm reading what I need to know about this thing in order of what should be, what should be, you know, read at. Uh, So that's what I wish anime could do so that I could get into some anime things. Or see Cowboy Bebop, or see Dragon Ball, or see whatever, and you know, and say, "Oh, I can click this and know where to go." Right? It's very, it's very, it's very. Yeah, it just
0: stuff gets made over time and gets lost. Sometimes I'll tell you about how I tried to figure out what order um, that you should read or or watch the Fate series, which is a very popular anime series with a lot of cool action. Yeah, and it's just, I mean. The the original core version of the story is in something called a light novel, or not light novel, a visual novel, which yep. is like, is a video game with just dialogue, and you can't get it anywhere. Like, it was only available for a little bit of time, and now the only way to get it is to pirate it. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to do, like, why can't I just go on Steam? I'll give you, like, 20 bucks. No, right. No, there's, there's nothing I can do. Right. Uh
1: Anyway, well, I I, I, I I'm I'm not giving up my quest to in, enjoy anime shows. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going <laughs> to c- continue to uh, to find things that I like because because I, I do you know occasionally come across things that uh, are always a surprise. Um, I I think the best experience of my life with anime, considering anime with that topic, has been Spirited Away, um, mm. coming stumbling across a, what I think is is a masterpiece of a a, a movie type thing, an animated film. Um, and yeah. uh, ha, ha, had, had a point in my mind of like feeling happy and good that I watched a thing and experienced anything that I hadn't seen in other, other movies or genres or things. And then following that up with other Studio Ghibli films that made me feel the same way and other anime things too, that makes me feel that way, you know, is, is always a, I need to watch, uh, I need to keep trying and things. And when you talk about sure. anime, it's just, it's just too big to, it feels yeah. like there really yeah. does need to be better organization with the as a genre, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, there's stuff you can find, but of course you run into difficulties with the with the language, and it you know depends on how popular something is, where whether somebody put in the the work to have like you know a well structured wiki that's not going to have spoilers.
1: Yeah, it, it, and, and let's be honest, it's not it's not uh, our culture they're trying to say win over. Right, and, sure. and it's sure. it's a culture that they're used to the way things are with their presentation of the genre, uh, yeah, and, and that's you know
0: Korean. And it's not it's not antagonistic. Japanese. It's not like they don't want yeah, Western yeah. viewers. It's just their their audience first, and we're second.
1: Exactly. Right? Yeah, that, that that that's what I should have said there. Yeah, it's so it's uh I, I don't I don't blame them. They don't need to change for us Westerners. That's that's definitely not what I'm I'm trying to say. You know, it would be it would be. I think it would be more inclusive. They would get more people to watch it. If I, if I could, if I could tell a buddy of mine, man, you'd really love this series. Go, go to Netflix and click on cowboy bebop. And it, it will start mm-hmm. from episode, you know, whatever it shows you right there. And you'll, you'll know everything. Or Violet Evergarden actually, you know, Hey, Violet Evergarden is great. Don't go search Violet Evergarden on Netflix. Cause you'll, who knows what you'll come up with and ha- and how it'll put it in order right. for you. You know? Right.
0: Um, I can, um well, you're, you're about to go out of town so you probably don't need another recommendation did i tell you about zombie land saga the zombie
1: land saga no i watched the show with uh um,
0: yeah the movie and i remember you saying that before so i must have talked about it on podcast it's a show that i'm watching it's about five or six years old where a guy brings a bunch of uh singers and performers back as zombies to be idols to save his his rural prefecture um but that's one you probably want to save for when Sid gets back because she'll probably like it. Right? It's, you know, yeah. it's girly, a little bit. Right. I mean, the characters are all girls, so right.
1: I, I um, To 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 wind up that conversation, I'll say it three times now. I'll say it the last of four times. It's just too big to to keep co- sure. for me to keep referencing his anime. You
0: know, I, oh yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I,
1: I it's, it's, it's like garbage it's like that I keep calling it that, right? Or or that I refer to it <laughs> as that.
0: or yeah. anyway. and there are. There are all kinds of subgenres, and th- they're even more enigm- enigmatic to a Western audience because they usually use the Japanese word. Right? There's isekai anime and there's shonen anime, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Although I think we we can still call them rom coms if they're romantic comedies. That's, <laughs> right. Like like Love is War, I mentioned earlier. If you couldn't tell from the description, is a romantic comedy. It's very it's very funny. Yeah. Um, all right, man.
1: I think we got got it good this week. It was uh, again early. Happy birthday to you! It's uh, it's it's yep. been been a fun last week. I, I'm gonna go up to Michigan, this uh, New Buffalo. If there's anybody up there that's going to New Buffalo and wants to send me, you know, hey, go go see this. Send it today, and if if I, if I don't get it, then Dennis will send it to me. Uh, We're, we're gonna go up there just for some relaxing days, and I'm looking forward to sh- some Michigan time, seeing seeing the the ocean that is Lake Michigan. Pe- for people who haven't seen the Great Lakes. you live in america it is like an ocean those are oceans you know you Mm -hmm. can't see the horizon there's waves it's a whole thing i
0: I said that to our buddy fox last night because we went up to saint joseph michigan which is right on uh lake michigan and they call it they call it the third coast yeah right As like you you know in the u.s we've got two coasts and i'm like i saw i saw the first time i saw that i was like oh yeah i guess lake michigan is like an ocean If you've never seen a real ocean.
1: If you've never seen a real ocean. yeah. But
0: I mean, like that's a joke, but I, you know, I grew up around Chicago as a kid. I remember seeing it for the first time and I'm like, you can't see the other side. We grew up on a lake and I'm like, this is what a lake is. I can see all the houses on the other side. Yeah. And this was not that. This was water as far as you can see. And and it's not
1: just like it's just over the horizon. It is hours and hours on a boat right across the other side right you know it's it's a long time it's yeah it's they're they're massive and i went to new New holland or holland uh michigan at one time and that's where they have a lot of dunes and it was a beach it's a genuine Mm -hmm. beach i watched the sunset over like it felt like the ocean if 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 i had blindfolded somebody and and then dropped them out there on that thing they would have thought they were on an ocean beach so yeah uh it's cool. We're going to go up there. I'm I'm happy to do that. Take some time off. and Not a lot of plans just to enjoy the town and uh, uh, and have a good time with it. So here I get a, a four-hour drive up to, to your neck of the woods, and I'm going to go f- pat right past you back up that way. Hmm. It's, it's all fun with driving, right? Cool, man. I think we got him. We got him. Cool. Cool.
0: All right. You've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 203. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. If you're interested in movies or movie reviews or board game reviews, you can check them out. Uh, Our Body Fox is over there. Uh, if you have suggestions for movies, TV shows, anime, uh, things that we should watch you think we would enjoy or find uh, uh, interesting conversation in, in consuming, um, you can send those suggestions to us via email at the address frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website. That address is frontporchpodcast.com. We've had some trouble with the website, so that might still be down when this comes out, but I'm going to try to get fixed this week. Uh, Anyway, there should be contact forms there. You can reach us that way. If you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. As always, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.